Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. Here, we're dedicated to helping entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop. We got a little story for you, Ags. Over the last three weeks, we've been joined in person with three amazing entrepreneurs that have, or surely will be, part of the Aggie 100, the annual ranking of the 100 fastest growing Aggie-owned and operated companies. In this special episode, we bring you the 2023 Aggie 100 fastest growing company. In 2023, the Aggie 100 companies produced a staggering $23.3 billion in revenue, and Staff DNA, the fastest growing company, had a mind-blowing three-year growth rate of 734.72%. That's amazing. Please welcome Jenny Hanlon, Fighting Texas Ag class in 1989, and Sheldon Aurora to this very special episode. So pass it back and listen up to Jenny and Sheldon as they share some really good bull. Welcome back, Ags. We are at one of our favorite episodes every single year. We are actually recording this on the Super Bowl of Aggie Entrepreneurship. This is Aggie 100 Day. And today we have Jenny and Sheldon who are the owners of the fastest growing Aggie-owned company in 2023. Sheldon, Jenny, thank you all so much for being here. Congratulations on this, your fourth Aggie 100 win. It's amazing to have you and to learn from you and to just lift you guys up. Thank you so much. No, thank, thank you. you. So tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. You you have got multiple companies. And so tell us what got you to where you're the fastest growing Aggie-owned company. So I'll go back to the first company that we worked together. So I met Sheldon in 2000. So we've worked together for over 20 years. So it's a company called Esoft Solutions. It was an IT project-based company. And uh, we grew that company to 52nd on the Inc. 500. Oh, congratulations. So then the tech bubble kind of burst and we were like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, do, what do we do now? And, and Sheldon said, look, we've always had a sales problem. We're always trying to convince someone to buy what we're trying to sell. Why don't we just sell what everybody else wants to buy? And at that time it was healthcare. There's still a big need in healthcare, especially in nursing. There's not enough nurses. And so we launched Liquid Agents Healthcare together. And uh, then in 2020, we were trying to piece together our technology background and our staffing background. And we built a technology company called Staff DNA. And that's set up as a digital job marketplace and it has patent pending technology. So we let employees find their own job and employers find their own employee. And the uh, it's an app. And and it basically allows you to search for jobs and have complete pay transparency. It's, it's very much like this. You know, long time ago, we used to go to a travel agent to book our travel. Mm-hmm. And we spent hours finding airline tickets, seat assignments, mm-hmm. schedules, pricing. And we're very happy that we had all that control. Airlines were saying, hmm, Sheldon's doing this. I don't have to have reservations agents doing that. They were saving money and I was happier. So the idea was very simple. Why wouldn't we make it where a technology is solved a problem for food delivery, dating, travel? Why not go out there, build a technology where anywhere in the world, if you're an employee, you want to find a job, use the technology to find it. And if you're an employer, find your employee. And we just want to make money through the transaction. Mm-hmm. And when we launched that, I think everything changed. 
because you're talking about thousands of people are downloading the apps a day. We just crossed 1.3 million already, and we're still in the healthcare field. We have not expanded yeah. other industries. So why why the healthcare field? Why why did you start there? The healthcare is what we knew. Right. So we wanted to launch a technology platform, but we started with what we knew best. And and through Liquid Agents Healthcare, it's a full service uh, staffing and recruiting business. So we knew that space. But ultimately, we see ourselves in every job market, every industry, even every country. You're talking about healthcare. That's very complicated. You're for there's a lot of professions, a lot of specialties within the professions. A lot of compliance. A lot of compliance. You're right. A lot of requirements. So we knew that if we could create a technology platform that could solve that problem, for us to go into an IT industry, construction industry, light industrial, wherever we want to go, we can go do it very easily. And because the platform got created like that. So Wow, that's interesting. So so tell us, right? So it's an app, right? And and anyone can can go in in the healthcare industry and and go and help find get a job, right? Mm-hmm. So how how is that growing in currently right now? What, like you guys are the fastest growing Aggie company out there, right? When was that launched and and when when where are you at now? So we launched uh in early 2020 right before a global pandemic was announced uh, and uh you know, we looked at each other and thought, okay, either this is going to be really good or really bad. (laughs) Uh, We launched a business that wasn't focused on uh, hand sanitizers or masks or alcohol sales and delivery. So we're like, how do we make this successful? And uh, I think that as certain business units decelerated, right? Because mm-hmm. they closed down electives mm-hmm. for in, in healthcare and we lost a lot of employees, but we used all of our idle corporate employees to help us with product design, development, and even testing. So we could utilize that downtime. So revenue wise, we went from 2 million to 57 million, 57 wow. million to 145 million. What? And that's what we said today. The, from te- that's just astronomical. <laughs> From technology perspective, if you think about it, cash. Oh my gosh, you you are a rock star. (laughs) (laughs) From technology perspective, what happened was that because we launched at a time where it was a little chaotic, almost immediately people got the chance to try it out, and they actually made recommendations, and we started making changes to it. It made the product so much stronger, so much better. All of a sudden, now everyone knows that if you're in the healthcare field, you want to find a job. You can see all jobs, not the job that the recruiters tell you about, but all jobs, mm. the details, the pay, the customization that you want to make to pay on your pay package that better fits your family needs. You can do mm. all of that through this one technology. And I think that they like that. And I think that's where they're downloading it. That's where they're using it. And that's where our business is growing. So was it, it the users, both the individual professional and the the businesses, the the doctor's office. I'm thinking of Gabe Wander and Wander Staffing. Yeah, through this, you know, um, both of them jumped on. Was there one that was harder to get on board than the other, or did both parties see the the value immediately? The candidate site was a lot easier because they could see. Because you know, like it, it doesn't matter in any industry. You're gonna take the job that you know about. And that's about it because you're going to use LinkedIn, friends and family network, Indeed to go find it. You only know a small amount of jobs. So candidates love the fact that you could see all jobs. Everything was transparent. Mm-hmm. Pay was transparent. So you can quietly look and say, hmm, they're paying that kind of money. You, you can look at it passively. We show everything and you can build your pay package. So the candidate loved it immediately. The client side, you're talking about healthcare institutions that are slow to go change. So I think it was a little bit harder to go there than it was in the candidate side. 
you know, you've got two target audiences, right? You, you've got, you've got either one of those. And you said the healthcare institution is a little bit harder. So when did that start to, what was the pivot point on that where you started getting more of those on? Right. I think the, in the healthcare business, uh, what hospitals are looking for is they, they run with very little profit margin. Okay. So, you know, they're trying to figure out any way to drive the cost down. Mm-hmm. Healthcare workers know they're in demand and they know that today they can get four job offers if they want it. So they're looking for the highest amount of pay. So the delta that exists out there is very small. And we knew if we built a tool and technology that actually maximized that, figure out a way to charge the hospitals less money and pay the workers more money, and still for us to go out there and deliver 2x the net income, we thought we would win. And I think that's what we created. So I think when hospitals see that they can get uh, healthcare workers at a cheaper rate, the quality is better and it's faster, right? The, when they started seeing that, that we could deliver, then they said, okay, we like this because they're all about looking for a way to save money at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they were looking for an efficiency. There's a lot of staffing agencies that are out there and they wanted to be able to find the most candidates and, and really hone in on an efficiency where they could work with a few trusted relationships. And we had a platform with a lot of candidates in it. The bigger the pool, right? Right. The better the match that it's going to be. And the hospitals are going to win because they're going to have better quality, better choices available to them. If only two candidates are available for a job, they have to pick between those two. Mm -hmm. So we created this marketplace where there's so many candidates out there that are applying to jobs. And when they see that, then they say, okay, I understand why, why the, what's the value? And they want to go out there and go use the technology. So, so are you with, with the hospitals and the different clinics and stuff, are you interfacing with like the HR director or the, the chief medical officer? Who's really your client on that side of it? It depends on the size of the facilities. The larger hospitals will have procurement places. Some places, smaller ones, you have chief nursing officer will manage. So it just depends on what we're talking about. It's all over the place. Interesting. And, and do you have like even smaller like like clinics and stuff like that? that yeah, it would be like a unit manager yeah. in okay. some cases. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the, the feedback, one of the things I, I love, I think I heard you say is that, you know, you launched this and you were able to use some internal staff to kind of maybe accelerate the development. Is that fair to say? Yes. But then you quickly iterated with feedback from actual users. Yes. It's absolutely crazy. When we first launched, like early on, we got a call from a hospital and they're saying, why are my jobs not on top of my, on your list when you do the search? And we said, because the pay package determines if you're looking at the highest paying job, the pay package determines okay. in the local area what the highest paying job is and you're not paying the most. They said, well, I want my jobs filled. I'll pay you guys more. Never thought about that, that they would do that. They said, can I sponsor the job to be at the top? And Jenny and I are thinking about, we never thought about that, uh, sponsoring this model. Yeah, Why, well, yes, so that's, it's, that's a wonderful it's, idea. It's, it's amazing to me. Hospital will look at it and say, hey, this information needs to be a little bit better. How do I get a change so I can attract more candidates? We never thought about it. So it's, it's a self-service side on both. Hospitals want to make sure their data is up to date and clean so they can attract more candidates. And candidates want to make sure they're the most attractive candidates as possible. They want the jobs that pay the highest amount of money or the location that they're looking for. It's absolutely amazing that it's this product, this technology has a life of its own. We have competitors that are calling in. They're saying, hey, you're not in physician side of business yet. How do I post my jobs on a technology platform? And that was early on. Jenny so and I are thinking- you had competitors yeah. that are coming to you to say, I want to be on you. 
I'll pay, I'll pay you, my competitor. We didn't build an Amazon, but we realized we just built an Amazon for the, for the staffing side, if you think about it, for employment purposes, because we will service certain professions or certain specialties because we can't grow fast enough. We can't hire people fast enough to go fill the various departments of what we need. So, so, so it's absolutely crazy. We're trying to hire 30 to 40 corporate employees a month right now. We're not, we're having difficulty doing that. So it's, I'm just telling you, it's, it's crazy So what's going on. So speaking to that, right? I mean, you guys, it's, you guys have, have skyrocketed. How do you control that growth to where you're not getting outside of what you can actually fulfill on? I think, you know, controlling the growth has is, is been the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. And, and you touched on something earlier just about cash flow. We were debt free before all this happened. And then you talk about growing a business that quickly and you do have to manage cash flow. You can have your best day and not have enough cash to go fund that day. Yeah. So that was definitely a concern, but we've been in business for a long time. So we were able to leverage all of our relationships and partnerships that we'd built over 20 years. We'd earn the right with liquid agents to go start something new and, and, and be able to do something again. But hiring people, this is something that, you know, back when we had 10 or 15 employees, we lost really good employees in the beginning because there wasn't a career path for them. Mm. And we hated that. So we always said, look, when we get bigger, we're going we're gonna to promote from within. We're going to train up the next group of leaders. But when we grew so fast, we mm-hmm. had to augment our staff yeah. from the outside. Mm-hmm. And that sort of changes your culture a little. At first, the culture was us, and then it becomes the people you hire. So we really put mm-hmm. a lot of emphasis on hiring, building that culture, making sure that the people we hired had the same values. And, and, and so that was, that was a challenge for us, for sure. If you think about it, we don't, when I went to college, they didn't teach us leadership skills, Mm-mm. right? So, and their leadership skills she take time to go to develop. Yeah. yeah. So when you're so young and you're, you're growing so fast, right? It's hard to go out to have enough experienced leader to go manage the amount of growth that's taking place. We wanted to go out there and take care of our people and make sure they were the ones running. In fact, there are a lot of very young people you might see tonight or if you, that are, that are, that are actually in the audience and they have a lot of responsibility. But somewhere along the way, we made a decision. We said, it can't continue. We have no choice but to go outside and find some more experienced people and blend the two together. So that was probably one of the biggest challenges we've had. So one of the things that we've heard over and over and over again with 100 plus episodes is that companies that are sustainable, companies that can go through the meteoric growth, meteoric growth that you guys have are driven by values. They're driven by culture because when, when the world's going crazy, it's those values and cultures that, that hold yeah. you together. Can you share with us your values and how did you come up with them? You know, I think one of the biggest things for us is we've always wanted to give back to our community. And uh, Ronald McDonald House has been something that's that we've been in a partnership for a long time. I'm on the board of Ronald McDonald House. Oh. Uh, we've cooked dinners. It's a way for our employees to get together. We do it during work time because everyone's busy weekends. And it's been something that we've really bonded over. Uh, we have a Susan G. Komen walking team. They're walking today. It's uh, 60 miles this weekend. I usually walk with them, but we have uh, Aggie 100. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we also have an endowed uh, scholarship at Texas A&M. And these are things we're all proud of. These are values. Uh, if you walk into our break room, all the walls are lined with pictures of us doing events, cooking dinner at Ronald McDonald House, working at food pantries. I think that it's those values. We'll send out what we call a vol call and we'll need 
10, 20 people and like 50 people want to go. And it just creates that community, that service uh, within the organization. And people will talk about how much that means to them. Interesting. So is there anything that you learned? I know you're nagging, you you know. Jenny and I have traveled a lot of different places yeah. together and I can tell you and she will always wear her Aggie shirt yeah I have no idea I think Aggies have taken over the world because <laughs> it's amazing to me the noises that I hear all the time and I said really <laughs> He, he, it was funny at first because I had this one Aggie shirt that I would always wear when I traveled. Cause yeah. you know, you'd want to be kind of yeah. comfortable. So people would come up to us, especially during the Johnny Menzel years, you know, oh, so yeah, much yeah, hype yeah. around. And we, we traveled a lot and we've been to over 70 countries and people would come up to us a lot. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm not going to wear it just so I don't, we don't attract all this attention. So I'm standing in line and I'm holding my ticket and some guy sees my ring and he yells Whoop, all the way down the line. <laughs> and Sheldon's like, this bond that you guys have the network that you have is huge just any place you go you meet an aggie it's an instant connection we all want to help each other Mm -hmm. we've really developed our bankers are aggies it really i mean you still have to prove yourself and you you still have to uphold your commitments and and do the things in in a business but all things being equal, Aggies always help each other. That's the edge that you get by working with other Aggies. And we've built this infrastructure of mentors, investors, clients, you know, candidates, employees. He jokes that if any Aggie interviews, it's just a done deal. Just (laughs) do the offer letter right now. I can tell you, we were in a quarterly meeting in Vegas, Brad, who is a fellow Aggie. And I said, Brad, I want to try. I've never tried craps. I want to try craps. I said, I want to play at that table. He goes, it's really crowded. He goes, I can get you in. I said, how are you going to get me? He goes, just watch. He says something. Okay. And all of a sudden somebody (laughs) responds back and they get me in. It's the craziest thing. (laughs) (laughs) Who does that? Like, I know it's amazing. I love that culture. I absolutely love that culture. Uh, So I think that's amazing to me. And I hopefully it's rubbed off a little bit in our company is clearly rubbed off on me. A hundred percent. And I think that just the, the selfless service that you guys have, the fact that you have such a desire to promote within, to be able to have open lines of communication, both with internally and externally. I mean, you, you, you built, you built an Aggie company. And so congratulations on, on that. Let me ask you, Jenny, is there anything that you can point, you know, since we're talking about the impact of A&M on your business, is there anything that you can point back to and be like, this is what I really learned at A&M that has served me well as an entrepreneur in, in multiple companies and in, in multiple different industries. I think for me, it's still, it's, it's gotta be the Aggie network going to A&M different professors would, would always tell you to network, to participate in Aggie activities and the network and go to meetings. And I've been part of the Dallas A&M club. And, and that really has rung true all these years. Any leader who thinks they possess all the skills to grow and build a business is short-sighted because you can't know everything and having these groups to rely on and and mentors and people who are also growing companies uh, that you can talk to and network with in, in that setting. That That's really been the biggest, you know, advantage that, that I can see having here. Awesome. Love it. So one of the things that, that we talk about a lot here on Aggie Growth Tax is, is the vision of the company, the, the, you know, what is your long-term vision? And this is the big, hairy, audacious goal. And, and you guys have built a tremendous company. So 
I'm very curious. Well, I can't wait to hear what their big goal is. Right. This is where you are now. Right. What's y'all's five to 10 year moonshot? What's your big, hairy, audacious goal? When we first built the app, my dad, who's now 90 and he's here tonight, he started looking at the app. He goes, where do I find the jobs that, that I'm looking for? I said, what kind of jobs are you looking for, dad? You're 90. He goes, I want to volunteer opportunities. Okay. And I said, volunteer opportunity. He goes, I need volunteer opportunities. I said, dad, you're retired. You're 90. You don't need that. He goes, just because I'm old doesn't mean I can't add value to the world. Okay. So it actually went out there that hit home when I told Jenny the story and it, it actually made us say that, you know what, what we created is something so special in the world. We're the most advanced country and we're relying on friends and family and LinkedIn to go find jobs. Imagine how the rest of the world are finding jobs. Mm. Oh, you need a job. Go see my cousin. He's going to tell you to move boxes. He's going to pay you that and you have to work over the weekend. You don't, it's not the job that you want. It's not the job that you can learn to grow from. It's not the pay package that you want that you, that will meet your family needs, but you do it because you have to go do it. I think we brought a gift to mankind that never existed before. So mm-hmm. what's the vision is very simple and straightforward. As fast as possible, we want to finish what we started on the healthcare side, okay. take it to other industries and then take it to other countries. Because mm-hmm. I think long-term, there's only going to be one or two or three, four of Amazon's there are only going to be one or two platforms where people will go to that platform to find it, their next mm-hmm. job. So do you, do you see that expansion of, uh, of industries um, concentric from healthcare, you know, like related to healthcare, or are you going to jump in engineering or finance or something else? I mean, or what's the next industry that y'all are going to tackle? I think we've already been expanding to related services in healthcare. Like we went from hospital settings to skilled nursing facilities to long-term care. Now we're going to medical offices. So we're already expanding that. But what we want to do is go to other industries because we think that there's this technology that we created has tremendous amount of value in other industries. And we want to go out there as quickly as possible. I think we started with a very hard industry. You, you mentioned the compliance. There's, there's a lot to onboarding <laughs> a healthcare professional. And so we started in that industry and we're in some staffing groups and there's a lot of interest in light industrial and we've done IT before uh-huh. uh, with ESOF solutions, uh, just professional type staffing as well. I think if we could conquer healthcare and, and back when we started Liquid Agents mm-hmm. Healthcare, we didn't know anything about healthcare. Sheldon goes, what's a telemetry nurse? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> we, we were Googling it, but we started in one of the hardest industries to start. And so we feel like we have a really good base to go jump into other industries. So, so placing a sales executive, it would be like, no problem for y'all. Right. <laughs> like no, no HIPAA worries, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> We've come a long way. <laughs> that, that, is, that is so amazing. And, and just to hear the passion that you guys have and, you know, realistically, I mean, I don't think it's going to be 10 years that you guys are going to be dominating the globe in, in this industry to be able to kind of have it. So congratulations on all that you've built, all that you've done. Uh, before we roll into the lighting round, we're going to pause a second for a message from this episode sponsor. Okay, we're back. So we're rolling into the lightning round. So we'll give one, one minute for both of y'all. To, to answer the questions um, and we'll just kind of kick it off. Tell us what is your, what's a personal hack that you guys use a, a book, a podcast, something, what can we learn from y'all? 
So there are seven Aggies in my family and they are all glued to Texag. So anything that happens in the world, <laughs> it all is based on whatever's happening on Texag. So I would say for my family, it's that. Uh, for me, a book that I felt like was really helpful throughout my career was some of the Dell Carnegie books. I'm the financial side of things, so I'm the more analytical, oh no, we can't do this. <laughs> so I have to talk myself around into a circle, but Dale Carnegie wrote a book, uh, How to uh, Stop Worrying and Start Living, and it really taught me how to compartmentalize. I think for every one of Sheldon's ideas, I have 25 backup plans. So if it doesn't go exactly how we think it's going to go, I already know what we're going to do. I got you. (laughs) I can relate. I don't know how to answer that question, actually, about a personal hack. Uh, But I would say I use music as a way to change the mood, the environment, that I'm in. So for about 20 years, maybe more than 20 years, I've been creating playlists. So every month there's a new office playlist that goes out. And in fact, it gets released out on social media for, and I think that when I play a playlist once a month, it's new music. I'm introducing people to something interesting and new. It can change the mood out on the floor. They get excited about it. And, uh, and, and I, I, it's like a different way of, for employees to connect with me, for me to connect with the employees, because they'll share their personal music with me as well. Awesome. So, so where do we get the playlist? You yeah, said you released it? Yeah, you, or yeah. Apple Music or okay. uh, or uh, Spotify, okay. at Sheldon underscore Aurora. All right, I'm going to have to go look that up. All right, so now, what about business hack? Again, book, podcast, whatever. Everything goes here. I think for me, being a financial person, the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad was was really instrumental mm-hmm. for me. Just learning how to save and what that looked like and to live your life a certain way so that someday you can retire. Because w- we fantasize about retiring all the time, but I don't, I don't know if we'll ever get there because, you know, there's so much left that we want to do. But I think that book for me was really instrumental. It taught me a lot about saving for my future and what to be concerned about and what not to be. You know, our companies have won between liquidity and healthcare and staff DNA, over 50 best places to work awards, national, regionally, and locally, right? And for, I would say there's a couple of things that we do and we see the value and, and I'll give you an example of at least one, like we do happy hours and it's interesting that's a, a way for employees to connect with us. And, and there's usually 10 to 15 people in team in size. They'll connect with me. I'll connect with them or connect with Jenny and she'll connect with them. And we'll get some insight in terms of what's working well, not working well. And it's a direct feedback from the people who are doing the work to us. So we can see what's working well or not, right? They're thinking they're getting happier. And the intel that we're getting is unbelievable. It's like a different way. I'll give you a different one. We do free lunch Fridays. And people said, well, that costs a lot of money. Jenny and I said, oh, no, we're not giving that up. People said, why won't you give that up? I said, you know what? When we do free lunch Fridays, they eat the food and they go back to their ass and work. And I said, I like that. (laughs) I get more productivity out of it. I don't know, but just. Let let me dig in. I love the idea of of the happy hour and and the fact that leadership, because it's it's probably not just you, but it's your entire leadership team that is making sure they're delivery, having those conversations. What's what's one of the things that is most remarkable that came out of that, that, that changed your company for the better? I have learned more from them than they have learned from me. It's absolutely amazing because we are hiring so many people. Last month, meet and greet was 27 new people Jenny and I did not know that we were meeting, right? So they bring in such fresh new ideas. They'll ask questions that are not, that 
that are different from us, right? And it makes us better. It makes the company so much better. It's absolutely amazing to me how much better we are because of the questions that they're asking. And it makes us think about, why are they asking the question? Hmm, there must be something there. Because we're just genuinely curious Mm -hmm. because we want to learn. And as as soon as you get better at it, I think we go out there and make those changes. Mm -hmm. I think you put employees in a comfortable spot where it's a happy hour, it's informal, and they feel comfortable telling you just little things that we didn't even know were an issue. We're like, that's so easy to solve. Like, but we just missed it. Like we, we don't see everything, right? We used to do everything actually, but then you get to a spot where you just, you don't see things, you miss it. And we've like laughed and said, that's a, we'll fix that tomorrow. Like that's an easy fix. I'm sorry, Jenny, in the early days when we didn't have enough money, to send our postcard to attract healthcare workers. She made me go to postal school so we could figure out how to go pre-sort bundle, whatever it is, so we could save money on the postcards. Yeah, we don't do everything. Was that one of your contingency plans? Yeah, that was was. like a plan B or like with Sheldon, you have to have a lot of contingencies. (laughs) His favorite thing to to say to me when we run into some trouble is, you'll figure it out, you always do. And I'm like, on the throne. (laughs) (laughs) Just just because I've been a magician in the past, doesn't mean I can pull a rabbit out hat every time. <laughs> that, that's awesome. And de- definitely the visionary and the integrator. Yes. So what is the favorite bit of advice that you've ever been given? So that had to come from my dad. My dad, I uh, moved to College Station this year recently, but I have an apartment in the Dallas area, but to help my parents. But he was he was a successful. He started a couple of businesses himself, and I got out of AM And you know, you're young and supercharged, and want to prove yourself to everyone. And I made a mistake at work, and I was devastated, right? Because I'm trying to prove how good I am. And so I went to my dad, and I said, "Dad, what do I do? I, I made this mistake at work." And he said, "The mark of." Any true professional is someone who owns up to their mistake, proposes at least a few solutions for that, and then never makes that exact mistake again. And that's kind of been something I've lived up to because I see so many people want to bury a mistake or not own up to it. Sheldon and I joke that we have tons of scars on our body from all the mistakes we've made. And I think when you give employees the freedom to make a mistake, then they come up with really great ideas. They're willing to take risks where otherwise maybe they wouldn't. We've learned over time that if we make a mistake, we're going to correct it quickly. We're going to reroute the ship and, you know, we're going to put ourselves back on the right course, but we're not afraid to take risks and we're not afraid to challenge our employees to do the same. And I think that that principle guided me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think a while ago I was in Europe and I was trying to solve a problem because in when you're in U.S., you have a different way of doing business. And when you're in Europe and other countries, you have a different way of doing business. And I was working with people from 16 nationalities in my former life. And I'm very direct. So I want to go from point A to point B and I'm looking for the most efficient route to go from point A to point B, which is direct. Okay. And I would run over people to go do that. So the advice I was given the leadership of EDS, which is Ross Pro's company, the executives were there and they would say, Sheldon, sometimes to get from point A to point B is not in a straight line. You have to look for a way. Maybe you have to go from A to C and then to B. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I actually, it, it hit home, it registered. That said, you know what? That makes sense. Cause, because, and now those people that are very much like me, that want to go to point A to point B. I said, okay. I understand what your destination is, 
but let me help you go get to that destination. And I think that's helped quite a bit for me. That, that's really powerful. And, and you say that as a way of, as a leader, we need to move forward. I'm not going to manipulate you by going to point C. I'm going to say, this is the way that that's the best way for you, for us, for everybody to move forward. Right. So that that's amazing. So, so aside from uh, your Spotify playlists, how can we get in touch with you? How can we support you? How can we encourage you and the great work that y'all are doing? I think the easiest way is uh, everything is on our website. So liquidagents.com and staffdna.com. Uh, we have a social media presence on Facebook, Insta, LinkedIn, all those things. Um, we have a pretty strong base now of of uh, social media. I think just on like LAH, uh, Liquid Healthcare Facebook page has a little over a quarter million uh, followers. I would say something a little different. I love what Jenny said. I would say, help us go find more great people to build what we've started. And then you take it from where we're at to the next level. Is there any particular area, engineer, salespeople, finance that you are in desperate need of right now? I think we have openings in pretty much all departments. <laughs> yes, all of that. So, <laughs> so I think that I, I think the, you have to remember... There's a pretty strong team. We continue to add on the technology side because we're a technology company. Okay. And then obviously every area that you can think of from sales to recruiting, to finance, to accounting, we need help. Awesome. Well, Jenny and Sheldon, thank you so much for coming on the Aggie Growth Hacks podcast. Can't wait to help celebrate with you tonight at the Aggie 100. Awesome. Thank you. Well, how about that, Ags? Was that pretty awesome or what? I know I took a lot away from them and I still can't believe their growth. What was your biggest takeaway there, Greg? We've heard it time and time again throughout our time on Aggie Growth Hacks. But when it comes from the fastest growing Aggie 100 company at the staggering growth rate that they have, you got to listen to this secret to the success. And I heard throughout the entire episode that they were, yes, they were focused on their product and their, the people that they, that they serve, their clients and everything. But most important, it was the culture. And when you're as fast growing as they are, when you're having to grow your team as fast as they've had to, to be able to have culture be the thread that ties everything together and that grounds everybody, so, so critical. And I kind of like the happy hour and the, and the free food Friday deal too. So, and that's just part of the culture, but really everything that they do is intentional in improving in solidifying and reiterating the culture to the team. What about you, Chris? Well, and I, I a hundred percent agree on that. And the whole culture thing is, is tying back to a similar thread of what we have seen throughout this entire season of being part of something bigger than yourself. Right. Yeah. I think my biggest takeaway you know, besides that was the culture thing was, uh, you know, her best advice. Pros make mistakes, they own up, they find the solutions and then never make it again. Right. I think yep. we're all going to make mistakes. We're all, we're human, right? Owning up to it and making sure that you never make that mistake again is what distinguishes the pros from everyone else. So I a hundred percent agree with that. I agree a hundred percent. And to be able to hear Jenny and Sheldon talk about owning their mistakes and growing Obviously, it worked for them to be the fastest growing Aggie-owned company in 2023. Thank you all so much for, for joining us in Ags. We hope that you loved hearing this story as much as we loved talking through it. If you're not connected with Jenny or Sheldon on social media, please reach out, learn from them. They're like every other Aggie entrepreneur on here. They want to, they want to connect. They want to support one another. And if you're not connected to Aggie Growth Hacks, make sure that you do that. Like, follow the, the podcast. If you are not connected with Chris or I, 
make sure that you do. We'd love to hear you learn about your story and maybe have you on a future episode. We also want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a entrepreneur, head on over to their website right now to find a program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin. Well, Ags, join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig them. Whoop.